Welcome to Conversations from Here with me, Dana Ziegler. These candid, unfettered talks create connection and inspiration across the human story. These are the sharings of how we came to be ourselves, how we found our life's purpose, and how we made it from there to here. I speak with performers, artists, artisans, creators, innovators, entrepreneurs, and other remarkable people about what they do and how they came to do it. Also, the music you hear on this show is performed, as always, by Brad Watson. Well, hello, hello. I have a doggy at my feet, so if you happen to hear some crunching noises, it's because he has his bone. He's brought it in, um, and he's under my chair right now, happily gnawing away. Um, I wanted to do an episode of Conversations from Here that involves health and wellness. Um, many of you know that I am a certified health coach and I'm a wellness advisor and I have taught everything from yoga to qigong to meditation to mindfulness and many people ask me about where to start because they say, well, I know I need to live more healthily and I need to take better care of myself, but I, I don't know where to begin and I feel overwhelmed. What can I do? And uh, the other thing is about discipline. Um, they feel that they don't have discipline and, um, and that's really a symptom of overwhelm. So let us begin. And uh, uh, I should also say I should give a shout out to my business Zen Body Living and uh, for those of you who don't know I am actually the same Dana Ziegler who has Zen Body Living is the same Dana Ziegler who has the podcast conversations from here um, I need to work a little bit on my branding and a lot of my and linking um, my endeavors but anyway uh, so I wanted to start with where to start it's some people feel that it's easier said than done, but I can give you a place to begin. And you know that saying, fake it till you make it, or work from the outside in? Well, there is power in creating an environment for yourself. So before you even work on things like mindfulness, meditation practice, exercise regime, uh, what you, how you're taking care of yourself, how much sleep you're getting, what you're eating, all of those things, sometimes the best place to start 
is with what's around you. So I created a little bit of an outline for, uh, for doing this because a lot of people, they don't know where to begin. They, they look around their house or their apartment or their cottage or their condo, wherever they're living, and they don't know where to begin. And I think for a lot of us, if you have the space, you use the space, meaning that if you actually have room to have stuff, you know, uh, stuff that isn't useful anymore, but you hang on to it, um, thinking that you might actually use it one day, but you're not, or you have stuff that you're meaning to get rid of and it's piling up in the corner and then that pile goes from and being an orderly little stack of things to being a pile. And uh, this can happen when you get busy, you've, you've got work, you've got kids, you've got pets, you have responsibilities, maybe you're not home very much, um, maybe things are getting away from you a little bit. And I do think that it's a good thing to go through stuff about once a year go through your living space and just, you know, reassess and see if you can get rid of some things, make some space. Because you can't make, if you don't have room to let in new things or new practices, then it's kind of like the old adage of dumping the cup. How can you receive if your cup is still full? So you got to dump the cup and hold it out to fill it up with all good things. Uh, now we have a cat joining us, so you might hear a kitty cat. Let's see if he, uh, he's probably gonna step right over my desk and go right over to the window so he can look out. Okay, so working from the outside in, where do you start? Say you live in a house and you're, you don't know where to begin. I would say pick one room to start with that. So don't don't try to um, don't try to tackle the whole thing at once because that will be another reason for you not to do anything. So manageable bites is very important. Maybe start with your bedroom because this is where you wake up in the morning. And if you wake up feeling completely overwhelmed, that's going to impact your day. And sometimes what happens is when you get overwhelmed with your environment, you will block it out. You just won't even see it anymore. And well, you do see it unconsciously, but you, you avoid it because it's too much. So let's start with the bedroom. What do you see when you open your eyes in the morning? Do you see an orderly, comfortable space that you enjoy being in? If so, that's fantastic because that's what you want. That's, that's what you want to greet you into the day. And especially, you know, this is where you start your day. This is where you begin everything. You open your eyes, you get up, you, uh, if you're one of those people who takes a shower in the morning, that's usually you wander into the bathroom and you take a shower and you brush your teeth and do all that stuff, maybe before breakfast, or maybe you exercise, or maybe you like to do a little bit of sitting, a little bit of sitting meditation, or a little bit of yoga um, in the corner before you do any of that. But nonetheless, your bedroom is where you begin your day, where you start. And wouldn't it be nice 
to wake up and gaze around your space and not think, oh my God, I really need to do something with this room. It's driving me crazy. I've been meaning to get rid of that broken stair climber in the corner. So you don't want to you don't want to have that in your in your mind when you start your day. You want to be full of energy. You want to be full of possibility. So start with the bedroom. If the bedroom is particularly cluttered, overwhelming, crowded, start with a corner of that room. Don't even tackle the whole room, but tackle a corner or tackle the bed. Um, I do know some people who let things pile up on their bed and that's your sacred space. That is your sleeping space. The only thing you should be doing in bed is sleeping or making love or maybe taking a nap. But these are the things, the three things that you're allowed to do in bed. You're not allowed to work in bed. You're not allowed to use it as a storage unit. That bed is sacred territory. So clear that off and go for uh, the part that you want to tackle. So it's kind of like slaying dra dragons one at a time. And again, to keep it from being so overwhelming, you do want to start with a corner. And, and really the first thing that you want to do with this corner is getting rid of obvious junk and trash. So anything that you can just immediately off the top of your head, you have a trash bag in your hand that you can just toss and you can, you can get rid of stuff. So get rid of the worst things, move it out of the space, throw it away. I'm not even talking about stuff that's potentially to donate or things that you may want to store in another location. I'm talking about just junk. And hopefully you don't have junk that you have to toss, but um, a lot of people do. So that's the first dragon is, is junk. So once you eliminate that, your space is going to already feel just a little bit more manageable. And with the junk part of it too, you don't have to agonize over whether to throw it out or not. I think most people know deep down what to do with that stuff. So you've gotten rid of the obvious stuff in this one room. And the next task is to make space. So you want to clear space so that you can see what you're working with so that, again, you don't feel overwhelmed. You can move around the space with ease. And when you have more space, it affects you deeply psychologically it, it gives you more room in which to be creative it doesn't create a stress response anymore and this is supposed to be fun remember this is not um, this is not work this is not a, a, a chore think of it as I'm creating my space for myself and my family so that we can invite more joy into our lives. So making space for that joy, dumping the cup of extraneous stuff and making room for life. Okay, so the next is you've got some stuff that's no longer necessary. You wanna take these things and you want to put them in a place 
where you can uh, donate them. You can give them away. You might even have uh, some things that you're not really sure whether you want to get rid of them or not. But most of the time, I mean, if we're being honest, <laughs> most of the time, you know something you're never ever going to use. Or um, you know somebody who could use it. So maybe that stair climber in the corner, maybe you know that your, your nephew wants it. Well, give him a call and say, hey, that stair climber you want, come and get it. <laughs> so once you have moved out of your bedroom, the sacred space where you wake up, the stuff that you no longer need or that you want to get rid of, you want to donate, um, you're going to see a lot more floor space and you're going to see a lot more possibility in that room. So that's dragon number two, is getting rid of the stuff that's just no longer necessary or even just stuff that you don't want to keep in your bedroom anymore. Um, maybe it goes into a storage space, a garage, whatever it is, just move it out. So again, we're not tackling the whole house right now. We are just tackling the bedroom, first and foremost. Then take what remains and wipe it down, vacuum, evict the dust bunnies. That's going to make you feel better too because being in a clean environment, a clear and clean environment is very important psychologically. And again, for a lot of people, they get used to what they've been living with all these years. And almost universally, I, I don't know anybody who has ever said after clearing out a space and cleaning it up, I don't know of a person who has ever said, I feel worse now. Everyone I have ever heard has said, oh, I feel so much better. This just feels so much better. And it's not even a little bit better. It's actually a lot better. So think about that. You are clearing your space. You're sorting it through. You're, you're cleaning it. You're making it nice for yourself. This costs you nothing, absolutely nothing. So there's no barrier of cost. It's just a lot of elbow grease, but that elbow grease and that process of sorting through things, getting rid of the obvious junk, sorting through the stuff that you might want to give away or donate, getting it ready, wiping it down, taking that Stairmaster or that elliptical or whatever and wiping it down and making it nice and blessing it for the next owner. And I know that, um, so there was a book that came out several years ago and I, I don't remember the, I think, I think it's something like the, uh, I'm sorry, Marie Kondo. Um, I think it's something, the art of tidying up, something like that. But Marie Kondo, lovely Japanese woman who is genius. And one of her things is that she would say, when you, when you pick something up, whether it's an item of clothing or maybe it's a, uh, it could be anything, any, any object and you pick it up and you hold it, does it spark joy? And if the answer is no, then you can let it go. If the item does spark joy, then you should keep it 
because nobody's telling you that you can't keep things even if it may not seem useful to somebody else. You don't have to justify keeping something, but you know to keep it if it sparks joy because it would make you sad if you gave it away. So maybe you inherited your dad's cowboy boots and okay, maybe they're a little bit ratty, but they were your dad's and you wear them on occasion and they bring you joy because they remind you of him. So hang on to your dad's cowboy boots. Those are special and they spark joy and they spark beautiful memories. So that's just an example. So this taking these actions, it's about two things. One, it's about simplicity, simplifying your life, just clarifying your space. And it will also help you to prioritize what's important not only in the stuff that you have, the things that you have around you, but also uh, what you do in life. So this, this act of going through stuff and either junking it or giving it away or donating it or keeping it, holding on to it and finding a special place for these things. These are the physical action of doing this is a really good way to calm the mind because I think a lot of us get anxious because we're not taking action and action is so therapeutic because you feel empowered to create something. I mean, let's face it, life is a creative act. And why not turn your life into art in a certain way? You know, the art of living, the art of tidying up, as Marie Kondo would say. So through these actions, you make your space more practical and livable. But more than that, and this is where the creativity comes in, can you make it aesthetically pleasing? Like maybe you've got some books that you'd like to see more of or maybe some lovely things that people have gifted you with over the years. You've got some art that you've had uh, leaning on the, uh, on the baseboards in another room that you'd like to put up. So put up some art. This is about beauty. This is about beautifying your space. So in Italy... There is a term, or there is an Italian term, I should say, called bella figura. And it means beautiful form. And to the Italians, bella figura is an essential component of life. So if you're going to make something or build something, why not make it beautiful? There's no reason why it has to be ugly. You can have something that is practical, but that is actually pleasing to the eye or pleasing to the touch or the taste or the smell, which is why, which is why we love Italian design, right? And we love Italian food and we love the culture. Everything is a beautiful, yes? <laughs> so this is your own personal expression of what makes you happy. So surround yourself with things that make you feel grounded and inspired and joyful when you look at them. Because remember, 
this is your bedroom. This is the this is the place where you wake up and begin your day. So wouldn't you like to wake up and look across the room and see that on your dresser over there you have that beautiful vase that maybe your mom gave it to you or and you've always liked it and it just it was always beautiful to you, you know? Whatever that thing is. Also, when you look at beautiful things, and again, they don't have to be expensive. Beauty has no price tag. So when you feel grounded, inspired, and joyful when you look at these things, that gives you energy and makes you feel like you can change the world. It's part of the pleasure of living. And I think we get so wrapped up in, I got to do this, I have to do that, I've, I've, I've got all these responsibilities, blah, 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 and the brain just goes on and on and on and on. And when we later start talking about mindfulness and meditation, that's going to help a lot with this. But we are starting with the outside in, with the, the bare bones, creating an environment that is functional, clean, and beautiful. So I hope this helps you. I just wanted to do a short little thing today um, just to give you a place to start because I think for a lot of people, they don't start something because they feel that they have to do something drastic and generally they will procrastinate if they feel that they have to do something perfectly or they have to do something in a big way, this is something that you can do a little bit at a time. You can enjoy it because there was a quote the other day and I'm probably going to misremember this, but it came from Chris Williamson and he was being interviewed by Joe Rogan on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. And he said that Perfection is procrastination disguised as, oh, I'm not going to get this right. Oh, I really, you know what, I feel like I, I have to, uh, oh, oh, I know what it is. It's perfection is procrastination disguised as quality control. So you feel that you can't do something because you need to, be in the perfect mindset or you feel that you need to have a better idea of um, how the process should go. So perfection is the enemy, I would say. And that's why, um, also there's another saying that's perfection. My, my brother, Eric, mentioned this of perfection is the enemy of the good. Um, sometimes good is good enough. It doesn't have to be great, you know, especially in the beginning. It's like, let's just start something. Let's just begin. Very, very, very important. So let's begin. I hope this, uh, I hope this has helped you because uh, I just wanted to give you a beginning place. Perfection is procrastination masquerading as quality control. Chris Williamson. Perfectionism is procrastination masquerading as quality control. So remember that. In other words, don't need to be perfect. Just start. Because action, 
action is where it all begins. Mel Robbins, I'm a huge fan of Mel Robbins for any of you who are familiar with her on Instagram. And she has her, I'm going to give her a shout out and also um, to mention, she has a little tool. In fact, she wrote a book about it called The Five Second Rule. And she talks about how if you feel uh, sluggish or you feel like you just can't get started, maybe it's just even something as basic as getting out of bed. She says, five, four, three, two, one. Do it. You have no excuses. Five, four, three, two, one. Boom. Go. You don't have to feel ready. You don't have to be ready. You just have to start. So wisdom from Mel Robbins, wisdom also from the lovely Marie Kondo. Does it spark joy? If it sparks joy, keep it. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Do it. Let's begin. So here's to your new beginning, to your reboot, your rejuvenation, your, I'm not going to say the word reset. <laughs> Does that has other connotations. I'm going to say your renaissance, your personal renaissance, may it be full of, of, greater ease, less stress, more beauty. And let's start there. So next time I hope to have a, an, an interview with another bright light. And uh, even if I don't have an interview to offer you next week, I will continue with the Zen Body Living paradigm for better health and wellness and joy because let's face it we're not here to be miserable you know bad things can happen but suffering is definitely optional let's create joy let's create beauty and that helps us to not only be better for ourselves but also better for everyone else in our life better for those people that we love and care about so until next time Take good care of yourselves. Take good care of each other. And as always, I will see you on the other side. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And we'll see what happens next week. Bye, y'all.